Hey, y'all. Welcome back. We are finally in season three. Um, it's hard to believe that this kicks off the third season of something that I wasn't even sure I should do, right? Um, it hasn't been a year yet. The year anniversary is coming up in December, but we are pushing right through. Um, um, if you if this, if you're new here, welcome, welcome to yeah. But are you listening? Um, where we are transparent, we are authentic. We talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, if you're not new here and you have been on this journey with me for a while, welcome back. Um, I am always happy to have um, what feels like family join me on this journey. And so if you are back for the third season with me, welcome. I appreciate you. I appreciate those of you that have reached out to me over the break um, to ask me if I was coming back, to ask me if I was okay, to tell me that um, how past seasons and past episodes impacted your life. That that feedback impacts my life. And so I'm appreciative. And so, y'all, we back. So, so much has happened. At the end of season two, I ended pretty abruptly because, um, quite frankly, I was overwhelmed. So I was trying to create content for the podcast. I was trying to, um, I was ending my 13-year job at the city of Durham and beginning to take on a new role at the city of Bend in Oregon, which involved or is involving a move, um, a pretty pretty giant move of 3,000 miles across the country. Um, it was summertime. My daughter is playing ball. We're still in a pandemic that is now, you know, rearing up again with the Delta variant and whatever the other variant is that's happening. And truthfully, I was just overwhelmed. Um, my heart wanted to continue to create content, but my mind just could not. Um, and so instead of trying to put something out I wasn't going to be proud of, I was like, nah, we just going to end it today. And so I woke up the next morning. Um, as you know, episodes drop on Wednesdays. So I woke up the next morning and was like, this is it. This is the end of the episode. Um, and I said that I was going to take some time off and I remember my mom being like, so are you really taking time off this time? Because the last time I said I was taking time off between episodes, I think I took like two weeks. So this time, um, I think the last episode might have dropped at the end of July. We are now at the end. I'm sorry, at the end of June. We are now at the end of August. So I have taken a strong two months off. Um from from putting out content, but um, I chose to spend that time creating content um, and doing things a little differently. So if you recall, um, I said that I did not want to pre-record episodes because I wanted them to be real time. Um, what I found in the first two seasons that were pretty lengthy, I mean, we probably did between season one and season two, easily 30 episodes, 35 episodes. So it was a lot. Um, and what I found was that that was not incredibly difficult as long as I knew, you know, what the episode was going to be or I had already had um, the interview recorded. It did prove a bit more difficult when it was Tuesday night and um, there needed to be an episode Wednesday morning and I had nothing. 
So I plan to do that a little differently this time. We've got the season planned out a little bit. We've got some really amazing conversations for you guys to hear. There is a series on domestic violence. Um, there is, uh, I had a conversation about Reiki and, and astrology. Um, I've had... Oh, boy, what other conversations did I have? Oh, I had one really amazing conversation about a breast cancer journey. Um, and I will just tell you, the season is still recording. We're still recording episodes for the season. So I don't even know what all is in store. But what I do know is that the ones that have happened thus far have been amazing. Um, so I can't wait for y'all to hear it. So starting next week, we're going to kick off the domestic violence journey. I hope you'll tune in. I hope that if you know someone that that has been their journey or is their journey, that this will not only give you some insight to maybe a, a part of their journey that you don't understand, but also maybe um, you could suggest that they listen to it and maybe it will help them realize that they're not in this alone, right? And they, um, there are so many women that battle with domestic violence in some form. So, and not all of the, not all of the bruises are physical. Not all of them are ones you can see. Um, but what I have found, what I've known personally, and what I found is that when you're in it, you typically feel like you're in it alone, and you don't have anybody you can talk to about it um, that won't judge you. And so, hopefully, this series sheds some light on some of that. Um, and help somebody or help someone to heal. Um, several people have asked me what's going on with my journey. And so I will use a little bit of time today to kind of bring y'all up to date on all that's been happening, um, how it feels, how it has felt, um, how crazy it has made me. Um, so, you know, I took a job in Oregon. Um, let me just start by saying that the work is amazing. So I took the job because it was a professional no-brainer. Um, I, I, it was going to give me the opportunity to grow professionally. It was going to give me the opportunity to, um, to learn new things, to show up in a way that I had not been able to show up in my previous role, simply because I wasn't given the space to. Um, I had the knowledge, right? I have the knowledge, had the knowledge, um, and I am a eternal student. So even though I had the knowledge, I was continuing to learn, continuing to grow, continuing to seek out, excuse me, continuing education for various things. And, um, but this role allowed me to grow in the things that I was that were already a level of expertise for me. I spent years perfecting how to do different things, process improvement, really simple things like listening to people, um, building relationships, right? So I spent all this time learning how to do that. And this role gave me the opportunity to do that on a larger scale, more management level scale with the option to continue to grow. And so Professionally, it was always a no-brainer, and over the last several months, I had been able to fly out to Oregon for a week or two at a time, do my thing, come back, and still continue to work um, remotely from Durham, North Carolina. Well, um, of course, <laughs> um, they, you know, as the, the, the pandemic kind of slowed down at the time, they wanted me to physically be in Oregon. I have people that report to me, and so some of that was about, you know, being able to support the people that report to me in a physical space. And so, you know, I started the, tra the transition of moving out there. I got a townhouse, um, and I started to buy new furniture. And so everybody knows that, like, buying new stuff is fun. It is, like, 
playing dress up, but on a such a much a much larger scale. And so that's kind of what it felt like in the beginning, y'all. I got this pink bed. Oh my god, it's amazing. So if you, my my favorite color is pink, if anybody knows that. So, um, yeah, I got this pink bed. I got this huge couch. So I got some things that I really, you know, really was excited about. Um. And in the middle of a pandemic, if you don't know, I will tell you that furniture delivery is a disaster. So I ordered furniture in March, April, and it did not show up until I was like the angry lady um, in August. And so furniture has been delivered, um, been going back and forth. Um, and, and I talked to y'all a lot about doing it scared, but in the process of trying to set up this move, uh, fear set in in a way I was not prepared for um I knew that the move was going to be taxing on my relationship on my family um being that far away from my friends I did not factor in what it was going to feel like to be the super minority right so I'm moving to a city everybody when I when I say I'm moving to Oregon everybody is like oh you're going to Portland and I'm like actually no I'm not going to Portland I'm going to be two and a half hours outside of Portland literally in central Oregon is surrounded by nothing but trees and mountains um, and buttes. I don't even know what a butte is. It's just a huge mountain, but there are tons of them out there. Um, it's gorgeous if you love the outdoors. Um, I was talking to one of my really good friends, Shannon, who loves the outdoors. So peace for her looks like being surrounded by rivers and lakes and trees and you know where she can put her feet in the in the grass um peace for me looks like ocean water and sand um and so we just we were just actually talking about that the other day how you know what people different people need to be peaceful it can be different right so anyway so I'm in the middle I'm in central Oregon I the the population the diversity ratio population is like 95 or 97 percent white um about three to four percent black and then the other the other portion of the population is um asian hispanic pacific islander and while i knew that that um might would be difficult a little bit right would be an adjustment i won't even say difficult because some of my closest friends are not black um and so I wasn't concerned about that. Like I don't have any, I don't have any hangups or hesitations about working with people that look differently from me. I actually think that it helps you to grow to work with people who not only look differently from you but believe different things. Because being surrounded by people who only think like you um, doesn't expand your your uh, your availability of thought or perspective. So somebody else potentially right beside you is having a completely different journey and it may be because of a disability or because they just look differently from you. So um, I underestimated how difficult that part of the journey would be. Um, and so the people that I work with are amazing. They are really, in a genuine way, they they want to learn about other lenses that aren't theirs they want to learn about other experiences they want to be real allies and not just hey I got a black friend um, their hearts are in the right place they're genuinely just really really good people um, 
But that does not change the difficulty that comes with walking out of that space and into an unknown space that is the Walmart or the grocery store. Or like I made a wax appointment while I was out there and um, the last time. And the challenge with that is you don't know if you're walking into a wax studio with someone who doesn't serve black people or doesn't want to serve black people. And maybe they've never even had the opportunity because ain't really none out there. Um, and then I had another really unique experience that I may share at some point um, a couple weeks ago with another young black woman. And so it's just, it has been, that part has been exponentially more taxing than I anticipated. Um, I finally got all my furniture in the house and I thought that once I got the furniture in, I was going to feel settled and I was going to feel just kind of a sigh of relief, right? Because one of the challenges that I'm having or had been having was that I was feeling super disjointed because um, I was literally living between two places. So I had, you know, my family, my house here at home, and then I was starting to build a house and furnish a house out there. And so I felt like once I got all the rooms furnished and I got pictures hung on the wall, I got I got groceries in the fridge, right? I got, you know, I, I stocked my wine bar and, you know, I, I created all those things. I was I thought I was going to be able to have this moment of, of clarity that's like, huh, okay, I no longer feel like I'm a visitor. I am now a resident. Um, and it was really quite the opposite. Um it was fully furnished, and I no longer wanted to go to Target every day or or um, the home store or Hobby Lobby, which became my favorite joint. Um, but there was a different kind of loneliness um, that set in because when I went out there this last time, there was, like, my family, friends, nobody went out with me. And so once the house got finished, which was probably by the end of the first week. Then I didn't feel like a visitor, but it just was a very lonely space. So I was in this space that I had created that I liked, um, but it still did not feel like home. Um, and so the, the move, so at the end of this month, at the end of August, uh, my mom and my daughter and I will go back out. Um, my daughter and I will be out there permanently. At that point, my mom's coming out for a week, and I am. I could not be more excited to have her come out with us um, because I think having her there with me, you know, for the first real week will provide a sense of comfort that I don't know that I – knew that I needed until I didn't I was there and I didn't have it um so you know I guess I'm I'm sharing this part because I have committed to being transparent and honest and genuine and you know I I I cheer you guys on you know when I when I tell you to do it scared and when I, you know, encourage you to show up in rooms and encourage you to step out on faith sometimes when it doesn't feel like it. I don't ever want anyone to hear that 
and interpret that as me saying it's going to be easy or it's going to be it's always going to feel worth it or the journey is always going to be clear because um, what I am feeling right now could not be further from the opposite. Um, while it is still professionally the journey I feel like I am supposed to be on because I am growing and learning and I'm making impacts. Y'all, they got me signing contracts and whatnot. Like my name is going to be there on things that I've implemented after I'm gone. Um, I have, like, like while those things are happening, and it is pretty amazing, um, the flip side is um, I haven't slept well. Or the, the two weeks I was out there, um, I wear a Fitbit, and so, of course, it tracks my sleep. And so for the two weeks I was out there, I probably slept, I don't know, uh, maybe maybe 20 hours, Twenty. I don't know. I slept between two and four hours a night. Um, so I haven't slept. Um, I've lost some weight, which is not a bad thing. So <laughs> I am not. I'm okay with that. Um, I have questioned this decision more times than I can count. Um, I've quit in my head a few times. Um, I've called some people, some close friends, you know, to me to say, y'all, why y'all ain't tell me this is what is happening? Um, and so I just, I wanted to be intentional about sharing the parts of the journey that aren't glamorous, that don't feel good, um, that are unsure and unclear. Because that's part of doing it scared is not knowing, um, it's also about growing your faith in a way that says, you know, God, I ain't sure, but I know you got me regardless. Um, I know you did not bring me this far to leave me or to let me fail. And so that's where I am in my journey um, is unsure <laughs> and um. <laughs> I'm rebellious. I do not want to leave my family, my friends, uh, my people, um, my house, my local food lion in Walmart. Like I know where things are <laughs> there. Um, I don't. They don't even have a food lion out there. They got Safeway. I don't know where things are in Safeway. Um, I I underestimated the comfort that comes with. Um going to the grocery store and seeing people that look like me, even if they don't know me. Um, or, you know, I also underestimated the comfort of, not even comfort, the benefit of the city that I'm from being so diverse that you don't, necessarily you could if you wanted to but you don't have to people don't typically make an assumption about an entire race or gender of people based on one interaction now could you absolutely um do we often absolutely um but there are enough people in my city that look different 
So there are enough white people. There are enough black people. There are enough um, LGBTQ, I think I got them all, um, people. There are enough um, differently abled people. There are enough uh, short people, tall people, fat people, super skinny people, like that you don't have to judge any one group of people based on any one experience because chances are if you just wait five minutes, you will have another encounter with someone that may look or or at least on the surface just like them. So if you have a really awful experience with some black teenager, chances are if you just wait a few minutes, you would have a different experience with another black teenager. And it could be the same experience, which, you know, obviously um, repetition helps to shape how you feel about things, but it could be a completely different experience. And so I underestimated the beauty in that. Um, and the weight that comes along with making hard decisions. And so um, I hope that you guys will continue to come with me on this journey. Um, I will continue to keep you updated. Um, we're going to dive into season three. Um I'm super excited about it. We're going to dive into season three, get season three popping. Um, of course, I will be popping in to, to keep you guys posted on how things are going um, as Lana and I move and um, she starts school and she starts travel ball and like other things start to happen. I will obviously keep you guys posted with the work and, and the just everything. I'll keep you posted with everything, but um, what I'm hoping that we can do in season three is I would love, love, love for you guys to give me more feedback so we can figure out how we're going to do this journey together. Um, I want you to know that I love y'all and I see y'all. And and um, the other day, I'm going to shout out my homegirl Val. Um, the other day she reached out to tell me that she, or she didn't, she she posted that she had left um her current role and we're stepping out into a new role and that the podcast helped to motivate her in that space. And I cannot tell y'all, um, first of all, how much I cheered for her and cried because of course I'm a cry baby. Um, but I hope that, that my journey is impacting you all in the way that your stories are impacting me. And, um, yeah, we, we are, we're going to do this together good, bad, ugly, indifferent, painful, joyful, <laughs> whatever the fools it's going to be, um, it's going to be ours. So anyway, here we go.